I'm Christian Humes. And I'm John Paul Murphy. And you're listening to Watch World. And today we'll be talking about the sixth episode of Doctor Who, the 11th series with Jodie Whittaker. And the title of that episode is Demons of the Punjab. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this episode? Well, when it started, I was not excited because I saw the teaser in the last episode and I knew we would be going back to Yaz's family tree. So I knew we would be visiting uh, a historical moment in time. And to me, they're always uh, the episodes that I least like. Okay. I ended up being pleasantly surprised. I The episode didn't play out the way I expected. So I liked it quite a bit. That's good. I actually, I'll, I'll say this, and this may sound sacrilegious to American pop culture, but I found this better than the Rosa episode. Uh, I actually agree. <laughs> Uh, because they are similar they are both these yeah let's go back in time and then kind of deals with this thing about fate and you can't didn't really... have the the cameos that rosa did, no. which i think helps yes right and the fact that like this one was more i think revolved around that whole thing about like fate and you can't really change it and a character is going to something's going to happen to them and you can't really change it. Whereas right. in the Rose episode, they do a lot to <laughs> to make sure the things happen. You know? Yeah. Well, and what's interesting, I think, also about the two of them is Rosa, it's like, well, the historical place is relevant, but it was really about the person. So yes. they had to focus so much on Rosa, whereas this is like they were in a moment and the moment was what mattered and not like th- and also it was the, fact the time that, that was important. And also the fact know? that like the in the rose episode it's like three british citizens and like an alien going to the deep (laughs) south it's like they don't really have it's four illegal aliens yeah so they don't really have a true (laughs) connection to the thing for the most part whereas like this one it's like at least like through yaz's character and her trying to find out about her grandma and you know what her backstory is and i think that gives the episode a lot more weight yeah to me yeah, they did a fun thing at the beginning of showcasing to new viewers how, I mean, she's talked about the ship like it was living before, but now it really kind of came into her. It's like, no, no, the ship sort of has a mind of its own. Like, it it really does have some level of consciousness, and she was able to sort of feed the ship this item so that she could take it, be taken there, you know? Um, I think that was a fun way for them to, because there's, I guarantee there's a lot of people watching the show for the first time. Yeah, I think so too. I think, um, yeah. So I, overall, I think I enjoyed the episode. I I enjoyed that they went to a point in time that does not seem as prevalent in like history textbooks. Okay, so this is what I was wondering because that's how I felt about it, and so it's is likely our American education. Correct. <laughs> because when they started talking about it, I was like, oh, okay, so I know this is a thing. And he was like, well, like a million people will be slaughtered in the time. I was like, what? A million people are gonna die? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I was kind of familiar with you know the partition of India, you know, post World War II and right the independence, you know, stemming from you know we all know about Gandhi and like the you know the revolution, but sure. this was one of the effects of it, which was splitting the country in half, and you know all the Muslims moved to Pakistan and the Hindus stayed in India, and then there was all this violence and cross uh, multi you know <laughs> religious war going on, and it and it continues to this day. Basically, you know, uh, there, you know, there's still a un, undrawn border in Kashmir that has not been resolved. Yes. So there's it, it 
was something that as it started at first, I'm like, okay, well, I actually don't know a whole lot about this. So <laughs> I'm actually, I felt like I was learning something. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was cool. And I think they did a good job with the, you know, they, they wanted to tease out there was some sort of alien involvement. And yes. And they don't, and what's good is that by the time they kind of uncover that mystery, then that takes us a little bit of a, ba- a sidestep towards the more human emotional journey between, you know, Yaz's grandma, his, her husband, or, you know, basically her fiance slash husband, and then like his sort of brothers and on all that whole journey. And so I, I kind of, I actually really enjoyed like the structure of the story in that way. You know, when it started and she started getting flashes, I was like, this is interesting. I think we may be getting set up here, John. Yes. For these aliens. And we'll talk about this later. But I think we may be getting set up for these aliens to return at some point later in the series for either one of the companions or for the death of this doctor. Maybe she'll end up when she eventually does die and become a new doctor. Maybe she will die alone and they will visit her. This ancient race of beings that are they're known as they're infamously known as assassins. Yeah. So it starts out, they arrive in India, they meet so a traveler, he takes them to her, and they have to lie. She's like, oh, we're family, which is it's true, but not quite the family that she said they were. And then they arrive uh, at her home, and she's like, this is not right. You're marrying who? Who are you? Yeah, I mean, so so in, in the in the kind of initially before they even go back there with Yaz when she's meeting with her when you have a scene with between her and her grandma that's like a present day and she talks about how she was the first uh woman married in Pakistan and you're like oh like that's kind of interesting how does that possible like she's kind of like Yaz is sort of interested in that because it's it's kind of ends up being a play on words essentially right because obviously Pakistan becomes a new country at the point of this time and so thus she's the first person married in that country um technically so that's the whole thing there and then um and then basically it's also hinted out that like she was like she was married to somebody but she never knew who that was like it was kind of this mystery that she was married to someone previously before she came to sheffield and then married again and that's like the family she had sort of it's sort of like a jack rose from titanic situation yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know and what's interesting about the whole conceit of the episode was the doctor who's the one who's always she knows you shouldn't change things or either sometimes you cannot sometimes uh certain things are so fixed in the universe they cannot be altered others they can but you really shouldn't screw with them she was like i'll marry you sure let's do it she was like i'll do it like yeah and and even we gotta save this guy (laughs) well and even at the beginning though she was also very hesitant when the yaz asked her like could we go back in this time um and and this is the first episode i think in this in the season so far that i noticed that this is the first knowing they they knowingly go back to this period like it's kind of a conscious choice to do so whereas i feel like every other episode was kind of like an accident that they end up in this situation and then they have to get out of it whereas this one seems clearly a a known they all willingly accept this adventure to go to this place and see what happens (laughs) Well, except that that is what happened on the last one, too. Remember, it was the end of the fourth episode. They joined up with her and they're like, we're going to go somewhere. But then it's like they're in this planet uh, and then the right, bomb goes random, off right, and they right, end up right, on the yeah, ship. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like 
it, it, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So this is the first one really that they knowingly want they, to. The, yeah. They, they knew where they were actually going, which yeah. is rare for this show, by the way. Yeah. They generally, some, sometimes they end up in the right place, wrong time. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's basically Yaz trying to kind of, I like the messages of this episode because it's sort of introducing the idea of like, we should r- try to understand our, you know, parents, grandparents, our like ancestry and like, yeah. you know, better, like, whereas like, I think for us as modern you know whether it's millennials or whatever younger it's like that we might get disconnected from that just because the way that technology works and how we're able to just kind of be in our own worlds now and it's much harder to maybe kind of remember that right and it was interesting because yaz almost didn't even recognize her her nan yes. like her grandma she's just like oh wait right you'd be like a young beautiful woman you wouldn't be <laughs> my old grand yeah which is it's funny. It's another Back to Future kind of yeah. Like, idea Interesting. There. Now our second grandmother character in the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true. Um, when the first gentleman on the show, the holy man, when he died, what did you? I mean, it seemed clear like those dudes wrecked shop, right? Yeah. So they're basically setting up these like demon things or alien yeah. guys are messing with something. They're trying they to look. Like, they look very much like predators. Predators mixed with those. Um, the i guess the the monsters in the village <laughs> oh, okay yeah fair i guess or, or i guess i use that air quotes the monsters in the village yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so they, they murder that sort of holy man that was going to wed wed them um right and then they kind of set up the sort of the politics of the world where um uh once basically uh prems uh like as the man as the man to marry um the the nan uh, basically um and his brothers basically one of them they're very uh because they're hindu they're very like oh we're anti-muslim now and it's all about dividing the country and setting the lines well i mean he fought in the war correct so and that was the interesting thing because when they first saw those aliens he had he wasn't shocked by them and the doctor was like who are you and I was like oh we're getting a little alien twist here or something like this guy but no opposite he just he was in the war and he saw them with his brother and I'm like okay so what the hell weird thing is happening that these aliens are coming after this family for <laughs> yeah but, but like, it also sends up a little bit of you know he fought in the he fought in the war basically was under the British Empire um, when they fought and so the other the younger brother. Like it was basically mostly down to a he liked one brother over the other and the wrong brother died, basically, according to him, you know, in the war. Yeah. So it kind of well, and I think he says that, too, though, because he feels like he I mean, so he, he married a Muslim woman. And so he's saying, like, the other one wouldn't have done yeah, that. It's basically like, you know, it's like he, that's more of just a way for him being like, I wish you had died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily that the other person wouldn't have made that same choice. But it's more like I wish you had died is what he's saying there. Damn. Yeah, he he's kind of uh, you could you could make the analogy that he's sort of a modern day, um, you know, alt right radical in some sort of way. Like, yeah, he's radicalized in a sort of way of uh, to hate the other. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, he was involved because he knew what was happening the whole time. He could have told them like yeah. in advance. And instead, he let them make this choice. And like he he allowed him to them to force his hand you know which wasn't forced at all he had a choice to make like he called that in he let people know what was happening there he was putting out you know he's putting the stakes in the ground to mark the territory it was 
so strange how he had this weird plan he had devised for so long. Well, I think I think he just felt excited in like by the prospect of you know the the so called like their own state. It's like sure we we have our own country now and we can kick out all the Muslims and yeah it's, it, we're finally going to have this sort of ethno state the way we want it to be. Sure. Um. With and so that's like kind of a that's what I'm saying. It's a very still very modern <laughs> tale. That's you know yeah. Hap, you know, Tribalism uh, will likely never go away uh yeah so it's it's it, I, I that's why i really kind of enjoyed this sort of and that, and that brother's name is manish and so manish and prem are the kind of two brother characters here yeah i thought um, all the acting was pretty great oh yeah i think i think it was great as far as like sets it did look a little like uh just north of la kind of <laughs> <laughs> sure a bit but um <laughs> But uh, I mean, I'm sh- I'm. It's per- possible there's parts of like Pakistan and India that look like that. Like, so. yeah, I don't think they film it in LA though. No, so <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of had that like Central California look. Yes, it could have been. It could have been anywhere. Uh, but California is also very geographically uh, diverse, so that also helps. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so regarding the Fagarians or Vagarians, whatever they're called. Um, there's really well, they do. Much... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say they do like a good bait and switch because it seemed yeah. very straightforward at this point. I'm like, okay, cool. So bad guy aliens again, like some kind of assassin. At first, I was like, what's their thing going to be? I'm like, oh, if you see them, they have to hunt you down or something. So like, he saw the brothers. Now they're going to come for him. Like, they have to have a thing, right? Um, yeah. But thing then they have the they... cool teleporters. Yeah, they apparate. Yeah. <laughs> the teleporters were cool. So then they had a weird, fun sort of like Scooby Doo cat and mouse with the doctor with everyone else and just when you thought the doctor outsmarted him they catch her and then that's when the story i think really took the turn and became awesome because up until then i was sort of like oh this is fine this is good but it felt like very straightforward bad guys intervening in a historical time yeah and i think that the they did a good job with the production design on these aliens i think they didn't look too guys in suits (laughs) yeah you know um And did that but yeah but i felt like as soon as the sort of twist happens that they're not no longer assassins and now um essentially they are the last of their race and they are sort of watchers of people who die alone yeah they say they bear witness to those who you know pass on alone like when if there's no one else there to see them like they bear witness is essentially what they do yeah i think which was an interesting twist and i'm trying to figure out if there's i've seen something similar to that in other forms sure um, you know it almost made me remind it remind me a little bit of when they kind of described that their home planet was destroyed you know in the first reboot star trek with the the romulans um kind of they're the last of their sort of kind in the future well the doctor is is basically like that i mean so in more recent series the doctor's home planet sort of returned but it's it's i think it's in like a pocket universe it's like hidden away so they actually can't like get into this universe they were but the doctor basically had froze them in time and which essentially for all intents and purposes had destroyed it it's like as if they're not living anymore um so the doctor has been going through the last several hundred and thousand years alone in a very similar way so there was i think a very like if you're a long this is one of the few moments where if you're a long time viewer of the doctor you're like oh like you can see why she would immediately believe them um yeah so the fagerians are like the last of their kind um yeah very similar to doctor who 
she had a, a an experience that allows her to empathize. Yeah, and I feel like there's almost like a lot of uh, species like that in this universe, or there will be maybe because they're kind of like <laughs> a lot of orphans. Well, I mean, what you'll often find is, I guess, if the if the TARDIS is going to take you somewhere, it's going to take you somewhere interesting. And what is generally the most interesting place to go is the uh, conclusion or the birth of something. So you see a lot of like, oh, this is the start of this amazing thing that's going to happen. Or, oh, these are the last of their... Co-. Because typically when things are just staying the course and going right, there's not a whole lot interesting to show off. That's true. <laughs> well, as, one, this, uh, as one star this... dies and other stars reborn. Exactly. So this moment, though, is uh, really... The reason that I think the episode takes such a positive turn because it's the the second I realized, like, okay, wait. So the historical moment they're living in, like, nothing's actually going to – there's no big, like, person like with the Rosa Parks story. And there's no alien intervention either. So actually the whole story that matters here is the love story. Yes. And, like, then, like, the focus really, like, becomes so much more interesting at that moment. And that is where when they talked to her about this, I was like – I really think one of the com- many companions have met uh, not great fates yeah. <laughs> with Doctor Who. I really believe one of these companions will see if a Vigi- will will either pass away into the Vigarian or we'll see them again when the Doctor uh, eventually passes away. I thought it was it was interesting how when Doctor Who realizes or the Doctor realizes. Um, you know that Preen has or Prin has to die. Like basically, that's his fate. How kind of like Yaz? It seems like kind of cool with that. <laughs> like she doesn't really put much of a fight, you know. Or as opposed to with the Rose episode, I feel like there was a little more pushback about letting that happen in a way. Um, and I think it's because Yaz didn't really know this person. You know, she only knew. She seemed to trust the Doctor when she says it's like this is what has to happen for you to exist for like. Your, for your nan to be who she is and for everything to happen. So it's kind of, you know, I think props to Yaz for, I think, accepting that pretty easily, which is, I think, a hard thing to do. Yeah. I almost, like, part of me feels like uh, the doctor should have just been like, we need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no. We need to not be here for it's this. It's almost though I think Yaz would then would put up more of a fight then if... If she's like, why? Because she was all about trying to figure out what. Yeah. And I think when she figured out the truth about what happened, it's like she became, she was cool, okay with that, I think. Because it gave her, I think, a, a good depth of character in that way. The the doctor's confrontation of uh, Manoush when he, when, when she goes to him and he has the gun. That was intense. And she was like, is this the gun you used to kill the holy man? She's like, is this what you're going to use to kill your brother? I was like, whoa. Because I'm shocked that she was saying anything. Because what if she had done something to change the course? Yeah. That would have been bad. Yeah. Yaz would have disappeared. <laughs> yeah. He, she would have vanished. Or or would it have been just a new timeline in a new universe? I think... Uh, no. So there are, there are alternate realities, but we've never seen like a splinter reality on Dr. Who. The wibbly, that's where the wibbly wobbly timey wimey comes in. It's like certain things absolutely have to happen and they just are unable to change them. But others like they're kind of for grabs. Like maybe Yaz doesn't do anything so important that she would be able to be erased. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I, I think, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they've done a pretty good job of, keeping at least to that that sort of 
rule for the most part. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like everything's kind of connected. Let's not change the, you know, we have to make sure things are yeah. the same. Um, but if we get into the whole thing about alternate universes and timelines, that's like a whole different topic for, but not for this. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And there, there was a whole thing where there actually was another reality, but they did that for sort of a big finale sort of episode series. And then they closed it off and we're like, we can never open it up again. <laughs> it's like never again. It's really fun. It's really fun. This. So the moment comes after a very beautiful wedding. They where I like how they don't do a uh, Hindu or Muslim wedding. They share traditions from both. Yeah. Which was an interesting uh, thing to see because I have never witnessed either weddings. So I was like, oh, this is. Again, more information for me. That was new. And then the brother storms off after, you know, one brother was like, hey, like, we can be, like, together. We can, like, have peace and love. And yeah, she, she like, sort of offers no. him the, uh, you know, peace offering that way. Yeah. He's like, I didn't do this for you. I did it for my family. Yeah. He's like the drunk brother at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And that's when the cavalry rolls in. It's so weird seeing... Like, they had swords, which I guess, like, at this time would still be somewhat useful. Yeah. Like, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Like, if you're still talking about, you know, in the in the 1940s, in sort of the Highland, yeah. you know, sort of the Pakistan-India border. A not well-armed area, so a sword. Yeah, they were all using, you. like, single-shot rifles and <laughs> probably having a sword right. is probably pretty good. So. so he goes, greets the cavalry, and he's basically turning in his family. Uh, yeah, but then um, Prin gets basically lets, you know, his wife and her mother escape. And, you know, obviously the travelers get to escape. So he sacrifices himself in order to delay them. And knowing that basically their home is gone and this like their only chance to survive is to escape right now. And then the doctor and everyone watch him confront the cavalry and his brother and... He even he knows some of the cavalry men. He's like, we fought together yeah. in the war. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we fought for this. He's like, no, not like this. I didn't fight for this. He's like, you know, I fought for our country and I fought for peace, but I didn't fight for basically killing just like anyone, like not to slaughter people. And his brother kills him just in cold blood. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's heavy, you know, in that way um, and sad, but. And then, yeah, the, the travelers kind of get to witness that, and then they just kind of run off. Um, I feel really... Everyone watched, too. I don't think they turned around, right? I'm pretty sure they watched him get shot, and then they left. No, they, they started to move when it's like they got... Sh the way they, at least the way they cut it. Okay. It was okay. like by the time you hear the gunshot, they're already kind of walking away. Right, right. Like, run, or running away. Um, I think because almost they didn't want to see it. Yes. But, um, I, in this episode, I did notice, like... I've noticed it before, but I noticed this the most with, I felt really bad for the, for the doctor's like shoes as far as running around in those kind of boots. They didn't look, feel that comfortable. <laughs> like she felt like she was really struggling to kind of move around. Sure. I don't know. Uh, it's just, I feel bad for those, those feet. <laughs> I didn't even ever think about that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, just watch her from now on. Just when she runs around, it's just like, they're like obviously a stylistic choice, but they're kind of clunky boots. So I just kind of feel bad. <laughs> For Jody. So what would you where would you place this amongst the season? Um, I think it's up there the last like this one, the last episode have been, I think, the two bet favorite so far. 
Yeah. Um, uh, and I think this, you know, with the Saranga conundrum, I think that I like that one a little bit better just because it's a little more sci-fi, you know, as opposed to this one. But I do, I do like this one a lot as far as like a going back just for the overall message, you know, the period they go to, the kind of history around it, and then like the the emotional kind of journey of it as well. I think it is probably the best episode of the season, which is so interesting because it has the least amount of science fiction. And it is, it's yeah. basically the story. It's a human story they told entirely. All yeah. the aliens did is watch. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just observers. Yeah. It, which is exactly what the doctor was doing there. Just observing. Yes. Like they weren't there to do anything else. Um, it's sort of like an episode of Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> it sort of is. Yeah. Uh, I am excited though for the rest of the season. They are really getting me to like the companions a lot. Yeah, I, I I like how they're now doing each person kind of gets their own little moments in their episodes to grow here. Uh-huh. In different I think we got a Graham centric one coming. I and and I think you're what you're leading up to is very gonna have I think Graham's story is going to come to in a conclusion where he might die in, through the at the end of the season or at some point in the season. Oh that's true. I didn't consider that one of them could leave the group while the others would remain that does seem possible i don't know i it may be just like the very end of the season but it seems like the way they kind of set him up in the beginning and kind yeah. of his journey almost feels like that's the conclusion i would go to <laughs> sure sure so. yeah it's hard to it's hard to say i i mean i th- i thought about this the other day i thought about how many companions like the first rose the first companion she ends up trapped in the alternate reality with the clone of the doctor basically uh and that one actually worked out as one of the few like romances with the doctor um there's donna who becomes like a time lord almost like she gets the she she's gonna die and he gives her some of his time lord energy and then or like she gets it from the ship i don't remember exactly what it was but uh the doctor is super 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 smart yeah because the doctor's a time lord like it is also like a genetic thing yeah um and uh let's She's just say 50 like percent brain yeah human body didn't handle it well so he uh, the doctor he had to wipe her memory of everything because if she ever knew what she could do like it would basically like her brain would fail so he had to like abandon her and set her back to like her regular boring life which right as which, opposed to probably what happened which was he was um, just really bad, at, bad in the sack. No, and he just no, wiped her memory. Uh, well, what's interesting is like they didn't have a romantic relationship at all. She, which is why she's maybe one of the a lot of people's favorite talk, uh, companions because um, she was just this goofy woman. She worked in like sales, and she had this like she was a very like regular person that everyone was able to empathize with. And she hated like her life. She didn't have anything she liked in it. And then she found the doctor, and she just loved going on the adventures and everything. And then in the end, she had to return she doesn't even she doesn't even get to remember all the amazing things she did she just thinks like she's been on earth the whole time doing all these boring things she always hated so it's actually like really kind of sad yeah that's (laughs) that's super sad um and like other ones have died and been so it's the companions don't always have happy endings but some of them have some of them have made it out one of them literally walked out on the doctor and was just like I don't have like a future with you and I need to do things for myself and like just was like bye (laughs) I was like yeah let's get my god um <laughs> that was amazing so i don't know i'll feel sad if graham goes though but it feels yeah. like it would be good for ryan's story for him to stand alone maybe later 
be his I own man so. without without uh anyone there to help him along. I am going to do my recommendation for a classic episode of Doctor Who. And this okay. is uh I mean when I say classic, I mean in a non current series. It's actually <laughs> So funnily enough, it's going to be the final episode of the previous Doctor. It's the one where oh, really? he turns into Jodie Whittaker's character. And the reason I did that is because uh, I'm trying to find ones to pair it with this. So if you enjoyed this, I would say you might enjoy that one. And it is, uh, there are some similar story themes. It's about a moment in uh, a war and this guy is going to die and the Doctor decides to like stop it and try and save it. And it's about like this fixed thing that like kind of has to happen but then there are these people from the future that are like, and it's a very thematically. There's some real similarities to this story. Um, yeah. It's very fun though, and uh, it's a it's a Christmas themed episode. Also, the last Christmas themed episode ever because we learned this year recently we it's won't true. be having a Christmas Doctor Who, but we'll have it's just going to be a holiday one, <laughs> and it's going to be on New Year's, which is I think a fun new way to do it too. Yeah, uh, I think it's actually going to be New Year's themed. That's good. They should so, do that. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. about time. Yeah, it is about time. So, uh, John, <laughs> if people would like to ask you questions. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny B. Good in L.A. Also listen to me on the Zeitheist podcast as well as Wishboning. Um, and yeah, what about you? I'm at Christian underscore Humes. We are at Zeitheist and hashtag watch world. Let us know if you're enjoying the current season of Doctor Who. John, take us out with a quote. I need oil, water, tree bark, a saucepan, nine containers, an old newspaper, a touch of ox spit, a chicken poo, and a biscuit. And why a biscuit? I love biscuits. (laughs) 